What's up, guys? It's Donovan here with the Six IQ crew. Uh, welcome into this episode. We're we're really excited about this episode. We got a great guest in here today. But um, first, we're gonna go into the questions that our fans sent in. So the first question was, "What is your dream car?" Does anybody want to start with that? I'll start. I'll start. No, I'm going Nathan. Sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> I didn't know you, Nathan. Uh, I would say mine's a Lamborghini Veneno, but like. They're very like they don't make them anymore at all, and they're really expensive. So that's never gonna happen. Ever. There was only like ten made of those, I think. I know. I feel like yeah. I feel like my dream car isn't like a fancy car. Um, it's more like like I just I just want a Jeep. Like I, I like my parents got a Jeep. I, I want to have my own Jeep. That's want to have fun with it. Yeah. For for my dream car, I think mine would be the. Honda NSX Type R. Oh, okay. Imported from Japan. Well, okay, my dream car would be a Maserati because, like, I just thought the emblem looked cool. It's got great horsepower. And, like, yeah, the emblem is, like, uh, the trident of my favorite Greek god, Poseidon. Damn. Yeah. Landon, what about you? So, if I'm being honest, I would... My dream car would be a Nissan 300ZX Twin Turbo. I would Yo. My, Yo. my dream car would not be the normal version, but it had to be the Twin Turbo version because the normal version doesn't have enough horsepower. So, Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so the next question is, um, are we going to get some merch? So, Maybe in time. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet, but I think it would be super sick if, if we got merch going out. But Dude, we're definitely not yeah. there yet. Yeah, I think we have to Do build a more of a following first. first. We'd have to like have <laughs> people. There's no reason to spend all the time and effort and put all the money into it to make it happen for nobody to buy it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Probably, probably, by, probably by next It'll year. It'll take time. It'll take time. Yeah, but yeah. once we're there, that'd be awesome. I think it's a good, good, uh, good idea. So as we're on the topic of getting our viewership up, um, I'm going to introduce our, our guest in here today. We have uh, Mr. Han. Hi. Um... Honored to be here. I am the chemistry teacher at your high school. I don't know how you. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what, how much yes. information you guys give out. Yeah, you can just say that. That's good. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So, um, let, let's get right into this. So, wh what made you? What made you want to be a teacher? There's a lot actually that kind of like led into me wanting to be a teacher, but, um, you know the. Uh, the most common story for teachers going into the teaching profession is that they had a teacher impact their own lives in some way. Um, and my story isn't, it doesn't stray too far from that. Um, I had a teacher when I was in high school who um, like really believed in me. I was my freshman year and the beginning of my sophomore year of high school, I played a lot of video games. Um, World of Warcraft had just come out, and so I had been playing a lot of World of Warcraft, been playing a lot of other random games, and um, you know my grades were like not bad, but they weren't great. And one of my teachers kind of like pulled me aside and was like, "Hey, like you're better than what your grades are showing," and kind of like uh, she was the first person to really um, like care about my education. 
more than I did in the sense that like my parents, um, I, I grew up with my step grandparents and they loved me. I lived, I lived in a very loving home, but like education was kind of like my responsibility, right? They yeah. didn't check my report cards. They didn't check like all that sort of stuff. It was kind of just like for me. And this was the first time where an adult really felt like they were invested in my education. And so from then on out, like I kind of just like understood the importance of kind of like this <clears throat> age and kind of just like the the learning and the uh, that that people that young adults like all of you are um, are going through. Um, yeah. And so I, I kind of just like found a passion for it you know my my uh that same teacher i actually still talk to her um and she encourages me to this day um about you know going into about going into teaching and all that sort of stuff but ultimately for like high school in particular um this is like the most interesting time i feel like to talk yeah. with young people like you because this is when you are starting to build um your identities you're starting to build what you prioritize what you value and it's not just like uh what society's telling you or what your parents are telling you or what your peers are telling you but it's kind of like you're starting to make it your own and i love being a part of that journey um for so many different people wow man wow that was dude, like that was deep man <laughs> like talk about perfect answer to a question man that was that was right on point now man <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you support all of us the same like way that you know you that teacher sort of supported you. You're probably like one of the most um like you you probably care the most about us like between all like, of our like, teachers. Like you just you just don't give us work and then just let it be like you're actually like there to help and Yeah. Like actually Yeah, I would say you're the up. most in tune with us. Like you're the teacher that's yeah. the most in tune with students. I appreciate that. Like there's some teachers that like, you know, will just be like, Black. oh, okay, here's your sit back and relax. Here's your, your paper you have to do. But then you're like more like hands-on, like, okay, like doing notes with us. Like you have everything already set up for us to succeed. And you know, I feel like that's one of my favorite things about you as a, as a teacher. Yeah. I feel like it's more fun that way. Right. Cause like being a part, like being a partner with all of you in your learning. Cause like in the end, like, you know, I shared with, uh, with you and all of my other classes um, in the beginning of the year, you know, I don't really see like myself as like strictly just like a chemistry teacher, nor do I see all of you as like my chemistry students, right? But you're like young people who happen to be in my chemistry class, right? And I am a teacher who happens to be teaching a chemistry class and we're just like living life together, right? We're sharing so much time together if we really think about it. And if it's like, if the amount of time that we're sharing together is not enjoyable, like fun, you know, and um, and all these sorts of things, then like, that's such a waste of time. Yeah, uh, I think that's I think so we true. all agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it so, makes school less encouraging or like. Like interesting. Like how versatile you are, Mr. Han. Like you can you're able to help me with like pre-calculus like really like a lot. <laughs> like even today, giving us time to work on our pre-calculus studying before our test. That was huge. <laughs> I wish I wish I had chemistry before uh pre-calculus. That would have helped me so much. 
Yeah. Um, so, so I got another question. So do teachers like talk about their least favorite students or their like favorite students with other teachers? Like teachers ever just be like, man, I, Andres is so annoying in my class. He just won't <laughs> shut up. Like, why do you? Why do you? <laughs> you know it's Andres. I'm the I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, if we're being completely honest, like it's, you know, part of the job is to talk about, right? Like, you know, different students, what we can do to help them and like community. And also like we're human too, right? So if like people are frustrating, then like you kind of need to get your frustrations out. Now, the one thing I will say though, is that it's, I think it's more rare for teachers to like specifically bash like a particular student, right? Be like, oh man, like, do you have Donovan? And it's just like, yeah, I have Donovan. It's just like, okay, so you get me, right? It's, 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 none of, it's none of that, right? But it's more about like specific things that people do, if that makes sense. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's like an action that, and it's not specific to any one person or any one student, right? But it's just this common thing that we constantly see and i think those those tend to be kind of like the root of a lot of those conversations if we're talking about like frustrations yeah okay so let's let's get into something else so um what what was what was your college life like um trying to like get ready to become a teacher did you know you wanted to be a teacher or were you just sort of like going into college like uh maybe i want to do this i don't know that's actually a really interesting question i um so um, I actually knew that I wanted to be a teacher since I was in high school. So that, that kind of like experience that I shared earlier was really impactful for me. And so I knew that I wanted to be a teacher to the point that I wrote my college admission essays on teaching. Now, the funny thing is that like I actually applied to schools um, as an electrical engineer um, because the summer before I was applying to schools, I was going to apply as like, like a chemistry major or like a physics major or a math major. But I remember on whim, I was like, do those majors get jobs? And I was like, maybe I should do something more practical, like electrical engineering. I was like, all right. And so then I just applied as a, a electrical engineer and I only applied to schools that had really good engineering programs. But like my essay and everything, all my extracurriculars were about like, tutoring and like teaching and like and and things like that and so it was really strange I, I think i'm very fortunate to have gotten into um ucsd um when i when i did and once i got accepted the summer after my senior year waiting to go into college i remember thinking to myself i don't actually want to be an electrical engineer why the heck did i apply as an electrical engineer so the first thing that i did when i got to college was actually change my major i changed it to be a math major so I was a math major for my freshman year of college, um, and then um, with a chem with a chemistry minor, and then I switched it to chemistry full time after I did a year of math. And I realized that you know what, this isn't the major that I want to be in. I don't feel like I can succeed as much as I want to. I don't find it as enjoyable as some of the people around me do. So uh, yeah, so then I then I finished. Uh, then I finished my undergrad, you know, in in chemistry. Um, I kind of I still wanted to teach, but I I kind of also wanted to do research. And so I started going into a PhD program for for chemistry. And it was the worst time of my life at the absolute worst time of 
of my life was going to graduate school for chemistry. And so what I ended up doing is I, I mustered up the courage to um, leave early and get my master's in chemistry and finally pursue teaching. And so I only actually started pursuing teaching, I think, when I was 25. Yeah, 25. Um, and the main reason why is because I was actually really afraid of the the social responsibility of being a teacher, right? Because like, if I'm in a lab and I'm messing up my experiments, then I'm only really messing myself up. But if I'm in a classroom and I'm messing up, then I'm messing up hundreds of people, right? I'm giving hundreds of people a bad experience. And I was really mm -hmm. afraid to kind of like hold that mantle. Um, and so it took a, a number of years well into my mid-20s for me to like come to terms with that. And I really didn't by the time that I went into it. And I learned as I started to get into education, as I really started to get into like what I really cared about. It was always there. I was just afraid of it. Um, and that's part of the journey too, right? Is just because you know what you want to do doesn't mean that it's always going to come easy or that it's going to come immediately or that, um, you know, that, that things are going to line up in place, life happens. It's not going to come to you, yeah. Yeah, life happens. Yeah, so, I agree with the electrical engineering thing. I think it's so messy. I just don't like doing electrical engineering sometimes. It's just like, the math is confusing, man. Too much involved. So, when you were in college, Mr. Han, were, were, you, were you a partier? Were you a, were you a hit-the-books type of person? Were, were you in a frat? What, what were we talking? Yeah, was there an even amount of uh, studying and partying? How was the ratio um, looking like? Well, I regret to inform you that oh, uh, UCSD has no frats. No! So oh. that, that is immediately oh. out. out. Oh, man. Greek life does not exist at UCSD. Um, <laughs> what's your definition of partying, right? Like, so, I mean, in that sense, like, probably, right? Um, depending on what your, what your definition of partying, oh. what's, what's your definition of partying? Like, mm. I don't know, like, at least once a week, like you're going out on a Friday with people at your school. There's like, you just, you just having fun dancing, man. Yeah. Um, okay. If that, if that's the bar, then I, then I did it. Like I didn't do it that often, but I did go every once in a while. Were, so were you the celebrity, uh, at like parties? Like how you are right, like right now at our school, like everybody sees Mr. Han. They're like, Oh, Hey, what's up, Mr. Han? Like everybody knows Mr. Han, whether you have him or not. Were you, were you like that big celebrity still? You know, in, incredibly, and I don't know if you guys uh, will believe this, but when I was in high school and like going into college, I was really introverted. And so I Damn. learned to be more extroverted as I, um, as I grew older. And especially as I became a teacher, I think it kind of just like leaned into my extroverted tendencies. I would not have expected that. Dude, I, I did not expect that. Um, so like, is there anything we should like expect going into college? Because we are juniors and, you know, yeah, we're looking at you. Yeah, yeah I, I have, um, I have one piece of general advice that I think, um, a lot of people, a lot of people would benefit from in terms of like expecting, uh, what to expect from college as a person who went straight into a four year university. One of the first things that you realize once you get there is that everyone is incredibly smart, right? They're, everyone who got there is smart enough to be there. Even if they're being goofy, even if they're being like, 
little dummies and doing whatever, right? They're all smart enough to have gotten to that four-year university, right? So then what distinguishes if everyone's in the you know top 4% of their schools and they're all going to these universities, how do you distinguish yourself between the, the percents? And the truth is, is that the people who succeed the most are the people who can handle the extreme level of independency the most. Yeah. And Whoa. so the, the, you know, even the smartest people can struggle going straight into a four-year university because no one's going to tell you to go to class. No one's going to tell you to do your homework. No one's going to tell you to study. No one's going to tell you to do anything, right? You got you to gotta be driven and you got to have to want to do it on your own and figure out what rhythms work for you. And people who never find those rhythms or have a hard time finding those rhythms are the ones who end up not succeeding in college, right? Um, and it's never because they're not smart enough, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so the thing that you should expect going in is that you will have an incredible amount of independency that you are not going to be used to. And it's going to take at least a year for you to get really accustomed to it. And that's okay, right? It's totally okay for you to feel uncomfortable for like your entire first year. And it's because you've never been put in a situation where you're living with so many people your age and you have no one around you kind of like holding you accountable. And all of a sudden you're the only one who has to hold you accountable. Dang. So you're mm. like your success is just based on how well you can manage on your own. Yeah. So and how, like, and, and that, that looks different for a lot of different people, right? Like managing on your own can look different for me, can look different for you, can look different for the, you know, a person, you know, two dorms down, right? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. What would you so, say is the hardest major, though, Mr. Hun? The hardest major? The hardest yeah, like, major is the one that you don't believe in. Math. And I, and I know that sounds really cheesy, but I, I truly mean it. Um, you know, one of my friends, he, I regularly mention him to be like, you know, one of the most courageous friends that I have. He, you know, went to Stanford, uh, for undergrad, he went to Berkeley for law school and Damn. six months in, into, into law school, he was like, I hate law, but he Dang. stuck with it. He, uh, finished law school. He passed the bar. He worked as a lawyer for an entire year. And, and, and then after that year, he was like, yep, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And so he left. And now he's in like... marketing and he loves it. Oh. How many of us, how many of us would have the courage, right? Especially after like, you could argue maybe he should have like, you know, stepped out of it earlier. But especially after finishing law school, especially after passing the bar, doing all of that work, collecting all of that debt, have the courage to be like, you know what? This isn't working for me. I need to leave. Right. right. It's like throwing a lot of money away in a sense. So it's like having to like think like, oh, I really just did all of that for just to, just to not go like do something it. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can, you can get bogged into that and then stay as a lawyer, but you're miserable. Yeah. You hate it. And so then it, it would be the hardest industry for him to be in because he particularly hates it. It's not because he's not smart enough to do it. Obviously he is. And so I would apply that same sort of logic to majors. If you're in a major um, and you're taking the classes and you realize that you really don't like these classes 
or like you're in a major because like i don't know your parents are saying like you have to be i don't know you have to go into medicine but you're not really that interested into medicine then you're gonna find yourself not enjoying what you're doing and that's gonna be the hardest you know can i can i like uh circle back um to something uh you asked me what you should expect from college can i ask like what you all uh what's at like the forefront of your minds when you think about going into uh your senior year thinking about um you know applying for college and then eventually actually going to college like what what are your worries or what are you excited about um well, I actually, uh, being on my own oh yeah that's that's kind of scary but i think I, what i kind of know what i want to do i want to be an engineer but like I don't know which path to take in engineering because there's so much like different, just like uh, paths you can take in it. Like my thought is, I want to be like maybe a pediatrician or like a physical therapist, but I know that I'm not gonna want to make that decision right now because, like you said, I want to sort of figure it out. Like I don't want to like jump straight into it like the like your lawyer friend. I want to figure out what like I like. So I'm gonna major in like biology or something. That way I have more time to decide on what I want to do. Um, and I feel like I'm excited for college because it'll give me a little bit more freedom, but at the same time, like I'm kind of nervous because that's, that's, that's a lot of freedom all at once. Yeah. I'm pretty nervous. and just like, I like all the freedom will overwhelm me and I can't like perform like my best in college. I agree with yours. I feel like, like, like it'll be tough managing your responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think college, it sounds like the freedom is really good and like, Everything sounds really good about it, but I feel like once I'm there, it'll be everything will be up to me. Like you were saying, there's nobody to like tell you to do your homework. There's nobody to tell you to go to class. There's a it's not just freedom; it's a lot more responsibility as well, and it'll be a big change to say the least. I also, think, don't, I don't want to make new friends. I like my friends now. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so, a lot of. Uh, I'm. It's actually interesting that you bring that up. So I just want to respond to a few things. So number one. I want you and everyone who's listening to this to uh, really consider the fact that at no point in time during your college career, even after you graduated, do you have to know exactly what you're doing, specialty included. Part of what going through college is, is discovery. Because one of the things that we forget is that college is a general education to a certain extent. And then only the last few years, is actually a very more pointed education, right? Where we really like focus in on the major that we've chosen. But like the first half of it is still a general education. And even after college, people are still searching for what works for them, right? Um, so in no way, shape or form, do you have to feel like going into college that, yeah, I need to know exactly what major I'm going into or like what career I'm going into and exactly what kind of idea, like take that thought out of your brain. That's not a stress that I want any of you to have in the same way, even when you graduate from college and maybe you'll have to like, you know, hit me up and you're going to have to hear this from me again. When you graduate from college, um, you do not have to have everything figured out. You won't have everything figured out. Part of living your twenties after college is figuring it out. And you're gonna learn so much more about yourself and so much more about the careers that you've taken and life will happen to you. And you never know, right? You never know. 
And so don't feel that stress. I don't know if I can actually get that burden off of your shoulders, but don't ever feel um, that stress. Yeah, I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, that made sense. Yeah, for sure. Good perspective to take. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so I got, I got, I got a question. When we Go. asked you to be in the podcast, what, 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 what did you think was gonna happen? Like, were you thinking, oh man, these kids in my class, man, the dumb ones are want to do a podcast? Like, what, what, you, what were you thinking? Like, oh no, this is gonna be what so like. Process? You don't have to expose your friends like that. <laughs> yeah, but we have a good time in class. I love talking with you guys, and so I don't see how you know being in being in this podcast and answering some questions would change that. What were you uh, What were you expecting come in? Were you expecting like it to be like like goofing off or yeah yeah like I when mean, me and Landon were sitting next to each other? I mean, you guys are literally calling yourselves the Six IQ Crew, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what I was supposed oh, to come in expecting. This you is think probably the, our, this is our smartest episode so far. Then yeah, this yeah. Is <laughs> well, we brought a teacher in here, so what very do you wise. Think? Do you think the name matches? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, if someone's going to get tricked into eating dog food, then I don't know. I don't know what else to call yourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we appreciated you coming in today. Um, thank you for your time. Uh, well, what do we got to do to get another uh, Mr. Han episode? We got to get what? Like, a hundred? How, how many views do you want, Mr. Han, to get you in another time? Yeah, let's let's go for a hundred. Go for a hundred oh, views. Oh yeah, a hundred views to bring him back, man. It, it's up to you guys now. Um, if you guys want to be featured in a future episode, then uh, go fill out the forms in our Instagram bio and Spotify bio. Um, other than that, if you have any other questions, you can also uh, send us in questions in our Instagram bio and our Spotify bio. Um, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>